Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. Today's topic is adult acne part one. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Um, I'm going to first start out by saying that I figured it out. We are two years old. This this podcast (laughs) was started in 2021. Time is all relative and not real anyways, but Mm -hmm. welcome. We are two and this is our 50th episode. Wow. We put out a lot of good content. We are content creators. Yes, we are. (laughs) How are you, Lauren? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I need to tell you about this Spice Girls documentary I watched on YouTube from 2007. I think I sent it to you as well. I sent it to my... Yes, that would have been the year right after we graduated from high school, which is totally aging us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can keep track of that year, but not the year we started a podcast. For real. (laughs) So the the documentary is called Giving You Everything. It was a BBC documentary from 2007. And what it was is that was when they were getting ready to go on their tour. They're like... um, you know, their reunion tour in 2007. So it was a look at the history of the Spice Girls, how they got together, and then why they fell apart. Um, It was so fun to look at them and to look at what they were doing and how impactful they were at the time, because it was just all boy bands and just all, Mm -hmm. they said it was very much a boys club at the time. And that's why they talked about girl power. And that's why that became a thing. Like, let's celebrate women, let's celebrate girls. It was also really sad to see um, Ginger Spice was very targeted in the media. You know, they dressed her a certain way and then the media would make fun of the way she was dressed, saying like, you know, she was spilling out of her tops and all these things. And, you know, that's a lot why she left. She was struggling. And then also the media. I mean, they really they went in on her very hard specifically. That's so awful. And she's such a talent and a light. It shows you why they did that. I feel like people always come for really talented people. Yeah. um, It was also really interesting to hear like the other girls talk about what they were struggling with. Um, They're, you know, just eating disorders, body image, um, depression, you know, all those things that we deal with. They were also I, I didn't realize how um, much they did in just a few years. I mean, the albums, the movies, the tours, like there was no break for them. No, they totally had a machine behind Mm -hmm. them. Just like almost like a Britney Spears type team where they were just like pumping out as much as they could. Because a lot of times, um, people that put groups like that together, they just think they're only this age. They only look like this. Mm -hmm. They only have this kind of energy for one moment in time. So you might as well get it all you know, yeah. out then. Yeah. And, and it, it, kids, de- especially at that age, you don't know how to advocate for yourself. You don't know what's right or wrong. You're just excited to make it. So people totally fall in the trap of that and then burn themselves out or even worse, you know? Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it's definitely manufactured. They definitely are a marketing product and it, it, it was, um, you know, they burned them out. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, it, they all spoke really fondly about, you know, and, and there, I the believe, experience. yeah. And there was mm-hmm. true friendships amongst them as well, mm-hmm. which is nice to see as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. That that was the time though of like just taking a bunch of random people, putting them together with the look and creating a band. I think every talent manager at the time was like trying to create their own version of Mm -hmm. success of these like boy and girl groups. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, that's still a big market. Um, Was it South Korea? That's really famous for. Oh, you're right. It did get really big. Like we've seen um, Blackpink and BTS. Yeah. I watched the Blackpink documentary on Netflix and they were created from that. There's like a school that you go to where you just, it's basically a boot camp for singing and dancing and they try out different combinations of you to see what makes a good group. And yep. then you become this manufactured group um, and Blackpink just happened to be really co- like successful and they had chemistry and, you know, I'm a fan of them. They're cute. They're uh, so cute. They're cute. Their songs are catchy, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, Korea is really big, uh, South Korea in that market of creating these manufactured groups. Yeah. And if you really watch like biographies on them, like these, they are really just treated as children with no yeah. say, like their image is created for them. Um, they're taught when they go out to interviews exactly how to act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's interesting. I love to watch it from the business standpoint, but we also see a lot of uh, just patterns where, you know, maybe that wasn't the best thing for the human involved, but always fascinated by it. Part of me almost wants to say it's like a grooming, right? It is. It 100% is. And if you don't have a good family or a support system behind you, you can see how you can get sucked into all of it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is the podcast, um, that I always talk about the financial confessions and she has a podcast and YouTube channel, but she had a guest on named Jessica Defino, and Jessica calls herself the beauty culture critic. And the reason I'm bringing this up is Lauren, you have started speaking your thoughts and feelings about the beauty industry and specifically beauty culture on um you're on Instagram and you're on TikTok you guys should all follow Lauren on those um at Lauren H Beauty Vibes on Instagram yeah it's all a little different but it's like some variation of like Lauren Hall Beauty yeah (laughs) but if you go to my Instagram I have them all linked yeah um but you've been speaking about your thoughts and feelings on these trends and that's kind of what she does she was definitely in the beauty space and um she's definitely a fan of beauty space but what she does is she looks at trends kind of with a critical eye like okay why is this trending where does this stem from you know what inspired this? Why are we seeing this? And the one that struck for me was she talked about skin minimalism, which Mm -hmm. so I tend to follow more trends in the skin industry. And this year has all been about skin minimalism, which is kind of minimizing your routine. We've we've seen the 10 step maximizing your routine. Skin minimalism is minimizing your routine. And I thought that was people just using less stuff. But she was talking about how it's a way to get you to buy different products because you should now buy these like two for one or there's three in one. So it's not about Uh. using less of your own stuff. It's about, again, buying. I don't like that. It's all just marketing to get you to buy other things. And I was like, oh, my God, she's right. And so she, you know, she uh, appreciates trends. She enjoys trends. She recognizes beauty as self-expression and things like that. But she also recognizes there's a huge capitalism marketing scheme behind all of it. Yes, that is such a great point. And um, something that Kelsey and I preach a lot on past episodes is when you really know your ingredients, you can really just single out an ingredient that works really well with your skin and simply buy that product. So I really don't like the idea of products coming together because, you know, sometimes it just ends in disaster. The efficacy, if that's even the right way to say it. Um, 
but basically sometimes they're don't, they don't even have a lot of the actual, um, ingredient in the product. Maybe it's like super watered down, but we don't know the concentration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I'm just combining a bunch of things. What I've heard from cosmetic chemists is like, and the example I'm going to use is the two in one shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. When you do two in one shampoo conditioner, what you actually get is less of each. There's uh-huh. no way to have each those products are separate for a reason so there's no Mm -hmm. way to have a two both of those things into one at the same level that using them separate would be and so that's the same thing with your skincare you know yeah for example um I really love squalane I talk about Mm -hmm. that a lot so I bought squalane in a little vial um that I can add to any of my moisturizers and then I went and bought a sleeping mask by Purito the same brand that makes the little vial of squalane that I like Mm -hmm. and um it had squalane in it. So I was like, cool, well, maybe I will just buy this product. But now that I'm thinking about it, it has three different ingredients, like a three-in-one sleepy mm-hmm. mask, just like the skin minimal- minimalism trending. Um, and it made my skin so dry. You know, like mm-hmm. once it was like kind of packaged with those other pra- products, I did not like it as much. So I think that um, this is a really interesting topic to be coming up. And we'll probably be giving great examples of the way that it's affected us. Yeah. And not to say like your product should only have one thing in them, but it's just like the concept of like a two in one shampoo and conditioner, like a product that's supposed to be doing that normally you would have different products because they're different steps. Like an example would be a a cleanser that's also a moisturizer or maybe like a cleanser and toner in one. And it's like, well, those are two different steps for yes. a reason because they're doing separate mm-hmm. things. So mm-hmm. you can have like a, a mask with a lot of different ingredients in it and, and that's fine, but it's when they're trying to combine two different purposes for the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great point um next I want to talk about I'm still on this 30 something year old makeup journey (laughs) (laughs) you know I want to say that um I was on this journey probably about two years ago Mm -hmm. so I wasn't very loud about it because I think at the time a lot of people were just like very angry with makeup and it was like closer to 2020 so Mm -hmm. no one was wearing it um but I love to see you on it and it's such a such a real thing if you are getting to your 30s and you're noticing that makeup isn't wearing the same as you you need to change up your routine it's totally real just come see us we have been through it Well, I'm going to tell you the two things I've noticed and you're going to die. The first one, skin prep is everything. Yes. Is everything. And I think we need to do a skin prep revisited episode. Because I'd love to. That was yeah. one of our first episodes. And, you know, we've grown and um, I think we can revisit things. And I think, you know, we we do this for ourselves and this is what I want. So, you know, I make the rules. I've been here. actually wanting to ask you that because, you know, I could like not talk when we farted, started the um, podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, sometimes I want to go back to old episodes and be like, can I do this again? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think we should do okay, cool. cuz skin prep is everything because everything. it does not matter the products I put on my face if I'm not prepping my skin, which is so funny because I used to preach this when I worked in cosmetics, but it didn't really apply to me then because I was 26. Yes, you know? isn't it funny the things that you realize now like did yeah. not apply to us at that age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I know for me, like even eye cream and like wrinkle yes. stuff. I used to, like, well, I need it. I am aging, and now I'm like, oh, girl, you're seeing a different side of this. <laughs> yeah, skin prep is everything, and I also am realizing that my skin prep steps are not necessarily the same as my skin care steps. Right? Like, like I have a moisturizer that I use specifically for skin prep, but I do not like it as a moisturizer in my skincare yep. routine. So we can talk about that more in our skin prep episode. But skin prep is everything. 
everything. If you are having trouble, and I know we've Lauren talks about this all the time, and I don't know if it matters that it's also now coming from me, but I just had the personal realization that I was not doing enough skin prep. Like just yes. doing my skincare alone is not was not enough skin prep for what I needed. Yeah. And when I started my, my YouTube channel, the first video I did was a skin prep video and I break down an exact routine that you can do before makeup. Cause it's not like Kelsey said, it's not skincare. Mm -hmm. It's not your daily skincare. It's what can be used under makeup products, mm -hmm. whether you are dry or if you're already moisturized and get pretty shiny, but please check that out. I mean, I felt like I put my life's work into it and it only gets like <laughs> two views. I get that. Cause I am on like the smaller end of, um, you know, followers and, mm -hmm as a creator, but it's really good shit guys. Okay. It'll <laughs> solve all of your problems. I swear. Um, and then number two is my face and my skin looks better with less product on it. Right. I just, I, it really does. It looks worse the more I put on it. And I was trying to put more to like make it look better. And I was mm -hmm. just making it look worse. I also love what you texted me the other day when you were saying that you understand that makeup is supposed to break down. Yes. You know, I, I've never understood girls that are trying to make this bulletproof face to, and they're like, oh, my product like came off after four to six hours. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good product to me. I mean, if anything, I'm the one that's in an industry that's completely insane and maniacal that I work in weddings where people want to look natural and beautiful, but I have to put on 16 layers of makeup because it has to last 12 to 14 hours where everyone's dancing, singing, hugging. Your life isn't like that every day. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can just put on a little bit of makeup, let it wear off and go about your day. I think in my mind too, I had the, you, you know, the, um, the false judgment that like, Oh, people are going to notice that my foundation's wearing away and then they're going to uh -huh. judge me and think I'm stupid and not smart or qualified to do whatever it is I'm doing right now. And I needed mm -hmm. to realize like that, that's not, that's not what's happening. And of course, as someone in the industry, I went through that too, especially with my hyperpigmentation, yeah. I was trying to put on more foundation and I felt the same way. I'm like, if people see my acne mm -hmm. marks or my scarring, they're going to think that I don't know what I'm doing. And I just had to, yeah, like you're saying, work my, work my own thought process through that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. and then the last thing I want to talk about is, are you following the, um, Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez drama that's going on? No, cause I think it's fake. Really? I think it's all like media made up. What are you thinking? Well, I definitely think the media is, you know, I exacerbating mean, it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there has to be some sort of tension. I mean, Haley is married to Selena's ex who mm -hmm. is not. I mean, he's unhinged. Let's talk about unhinged. Jack. I was going to say I've had my own thoughts and speculations about this um, couple for a while, but yeah. people are really in love with them. So I keep it to myself. But since it's us talking on our podcast, I have always felt very culty about the person that Justin Bieber is now yeah. like his he's affiliated with Hillsong Church. Like I just I don't know. I think he's very controlling mm -hmm. in his relationship. I don't think people notice that Haley Bieber does not like step out of mm -hmm. sight from Justin unless she's hanging out with Kendall Jenner, which mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that's all about either. Yeah. But what have, what have you seen? Well, it's just I guess this has been going on. OK, if I'm to believe the media, mm -hmm. um, Haley Bieber is a mean girl. And what right. I mean by that is she is an empty person with a lot of self negative hate and talk. And mm -hmm. so she picks on people that make those voices about herself feel louder mm -hmm. and who threaten her in her own mind. 
So Mm -hmm. people that are thriving, moisturized, staying in my own lane, those type of people, that is Mm -hmm. who the mean girl goes after. And the mean girl spends a lot of time, effort, and energy on that person. So, amen. And, and I, this is, this is what I think I'm getting. And it, it might be blown out of proportion by the media, but the media has things to work with. And they're all, it's all Selena Gomez. A picture is taken of Selena Gomez in this bathing suit. Haley Bieber makes a comment. Selena Gomez makes this TikTok. Haley Bieber makes a comment. So it's all, it's reminding me very much of. Do you remember when, oh God, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, and Demi Lovato, they had those videos on YouTube where like the two of them put up the video. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is what it feels like. And it's, it's very middle school and it's, you know, but also they don't live in reality, right? No. They're all nepo babies except for Selena, right? I was going to say, and then when I think about if Haley's like crazy, I'm like, well, she's a Baldwin. Like, yeah. I mean, even when she married Justin Bieber, I was like, this checks because she's used to crazy men. Well, and she has a dance and performance background. Which means that she grew up in, um, you know, with dance, especially ballet. There's just so much negativity, you know, mm-hmm. that's ingrained. Body, po- yeah, about yeah. your body and the way yeah. you look and the way you come off to people. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of like cutting down each other and mm-hmm. c- competitiveness. And it's not really community. It's more competition. And it, it's just, you know, I, you know, she doesn't live in the real world. She's a Nepo mm-hmm. baby. And she can't have a normal life, but it's just very, it's very interesting what's happening right now. Well, I think you're hitting the nail on the head when you're saying, um, somebody that makes her, the voices in her head scream louder. Mm -hmm. Selena is very much about accepting her body, loving herself through, you know, her chronic illnesses and conditions and knowing that she's not perfect. And for someone like Haley that kind of puts off that perfect persona, it probably Mm -hmm. sucks that she can't mess up, you know, and it probably Mm -hmm. annoys her that like, Selena's kind of living this freer life, um, mm-hmm. just free from all the negativity and the bullshit. And yeah, it's probably the perfect subject for her to just pick up on. Well, and Selena's been very open and honest and embracing the changes her body goes through because as women, our bodies go through changes depending on what's going on with our health and our life and mm-hmm. act just age. And yeah. it seems like Haley Bieber is someone whose body is not allowed to change. Exactly. That 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I wouldn't understand. I would be jealous of that too. And I would be hateful too, if my body was not allowed to change as a woman, yeah. especially, you know, as a mom, you as a mom, mm-hmm. your body changes. Yeah, it's hard to understand sometimes that when people are mean to you, a lot of times it's projection of their own stuff, but it still hurts just as bad. And we got to stop that cycle. If you're feeling like you're being mean to others because you can't fix something in your life, like go do an ayahuasca ceremony or something. Like, please, like, don't keep that hate going. It's so ugly. They have a place in Orlando. Come to Florida. You know, you can do ayahuasca's ceremony. Oh, you can? I didn't know that. They have a, they have a place in Florida. Of course. First of all, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, because they are, they, I want to say it's a religion, but I want to be more that it's spirituality, but that's how they can get away with it because it's religious practices. That's exactly Um, why they can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's, I live in the wild, wild west. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. (laughs) But what I was going to say, I'm going to correct you because you said most of the time when people are being mean, it's projection. I want to correct you on that. And I want to say it's all of the time. 
It's all yeah. of the time. If someone is being mean to you and you did not do something and you don't understand why that person is being mean to you, like truly look in your heart. If you were an asshole to them, that's why they're being mean to you. But if you truly just feel that this person is being mean to you, it's projection. And at that point, you just have to feel bad for them. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry that you are so hurt that you need to be mean to me. Yeah, it's a hard lesson to learn. It is. But you're so right. It is all the time. You get there. You get there. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I do want to say that I've been listening to this playlist called, um, by an artist named Tony Jones and she does these affirmations and they're so good. Um, they're like healing in my heels. So if you need something while you're getting ready for any event that you're going to, and you're just not feeling yourself, please put it on. She has great beats to it. And everything she says is so empowering. I'm a big fan of affirmations. I'm trying to learn how to talk to myself better. And my second thing I wanted to say is, I think I've tried most of the Cause RX things that I wanted to. And um, now Kelsey and I are definitely trying out more products by, is it pronounced Naturium? Naturium? Naturium. It's like Naturium. Naturium. It's Susan Yara's (laughs) brand. And it's at Target or their own website. It's probably Naturium. But Why'd they do that? Why'd they make a name real hard to pronounce? It's probably very easy to pronounce. We just we just <laughs> don't speak English very well. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, so we're trying those things. <laughs> English, I always say English is not my first language. I always say that too. I'm such a visual and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I really feel like music and shit is my first language. But yeah, not English. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mine is probably Latin because I'm really into biology. Like I can Ooh. say these Latin names of things like no problem. And I can say like the really medical names of things, no problem. But ask me to pronounce your brand name and it's Naturium and I can't do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, anything else? Oh, nope, that's sh- it. Ooh. We with that CauseRx and Naturium and, and the journey or whatever, we really need to do a K Beauty update. We've yeah, been- yeah. Um, Kelsey and I are planning on doing some episodes this week. So yeah, I think we could put put a K Beauty and a Cause RX one in there too, yeah. if you wanted to, because I think I'm ready to talk about all the reviews. I, I mean, I'm ready to hear them because I, you know, mm-hmm. I need to hear mm-hmm. I need to hear your thoughts. You do. You, the world needs to know. The, the world needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about adult acne. And this is part one, because adult acne is kind of a large topic that I'm going to try and break down into easy to understand chunks. So part one today, we are going to talk about cause causes. And then part two is going to be more about how to have a routine, what not to do, and when to seek professional treatments. So adult acne is going to be much different than teenage acne. Teenage acne is caused by an increase of your sex hormones, causing oil glands to produce more oil than the pore size being able to handle because it hasn't expanded yet. And you end up with clogged pores and breakouts. Um, There's also a hygiene issue that typically isn't being taken care of during that time period. We actually did an episode on teen skin. So Mm -hmm. if you're concerned about teen acne or teen skin, um, I'm going to refer you to that one. Adult acne is a little different. Our pore size is fully developed and our oil production has balanced out to its normal adult state. Adult acne needs to be treated as an inflammatory condition versus an overproduction of oil and bacteria. And there's really three to four main causes of adult acne. Number one, adult acne is really triggered by stress hormones, 
and birth control inducing hormone changes, pregnancy, post birth changes in hormones. So everything to kind of do around our cycle as women. So before our menstrual cycle, our progesterone level drops off and this causes an increase of oil production, specifically in the chin and jaw, which which creates inflammation in the pore. And I'm going to tell you the exact term for this. It's um, perifollicular inflammation. See, I can wow. say that word all day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, this is why I have been living my life by my cycle. And I don't know why we don't mm-hmm. do skincare by our cycle because I've been like switching my skincare up because like you're saying, you have different oil production throughout the month. It mm-hmm. just makes sense. Like why aren't we doing everything by our cycle? I don't get it. <laughs> And the second thing I, oh, I have been thinking so much about skincare Mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes like it's fun to show the products. It's fun to do tutorials, but I am very much at a point in my life where I am doing like the whole mind, body, soul connection to beauty and stress management is so important in our life, not only for how we look on the outside, but how we feel on the inside and how we just show up in our everyday life. Like manage that shit. If you are stressed out, Mm hundred percent, I'm going to talk about Mm -hmm. more about that a little bit later. Okay. But so this perifollicular inflammation, which is inflammation in the pore, it makes it easier for this acne breakout to develop. You have this overproduction of oil in a pore that's not enough to hold it and you get this inflammation. So that's where you're getting those um, kind of hormone breakouts. Number two factor that impacts acne is diet. As adults, we're going to find certain foods like dairy or sugar cause a lot of sensitivities to our digestive system. And this also shows up in our skin. We typically see dietary acne around the cheeks, but it really can be anywhere. Um, If you are someone who, and I fall in this category, where you had a lot of antibiotic use. So as a child and through my teens, I was probably on antibiotics maybe like four times a year for sinus infections. I had a lot. And so those antibiotics, they are meant to destroy bacteria. What happens is in our digestive system, there is a natural balance called the microbiome or your flora, gut flora, that gets impacted by those antibiotics. And we don't always reseed or rebalance that after a round of antibiotics. I mean, I never did as a child and teenager. And so what happens is you are missing those natural um, bacteria population that is meant to break down your food and maintain normal balance. So no matter how good your diet is, you may not be getting the right nutrients, vitamins, minerals from your food. Or if you are eating inflammatory foods like dairy and sugar, you are continuing to keep that out of balance. And so we're going to see this show up in the skin. Um, something I see a lot from the Dallas esthetician yeah. on Instagram is um, she preaches a lot with her acne clients, and I am guilty of this. This is why I'm bringing it up. Energy drinks. I'm a big energy drink yeah. um, drinker, but she says it's the either the biotin or the B5 in it that it will cause you to break out. So, okay, this is kind of tricky because so mm-hmm. – everybody's microbiome in their stomach is different. It's your natural Mm -hmm. population and everybody's repair process is a little bit different and everybody's Ah. tolerance to foods are going to be different. So, so for me, I can handle a little bit of dairy, but if I eat cheese every day, I'm going to break out. And Mm -hmm. if I, but if I eat just cheese once, I'll be fine. Now, if I Mm -hmm. eat ice cream just once, I'm going to break out. Right. Mm -hmm. Some people can handle dairy just fine. 
And so, and it's the type too, because I can do like goat cheese, but not processed cheese. You know, yeah, I get what you're saying. And so, making these broad claims, like don't like the Mm -hmm. other one that can be a big trigger for people is certain protein powders, like whey protein, Ah. pea protein. Certain of those can trigger acne in people because it's based on what's going on with their microbiome. However, some people can handle them just fine. So these broad statements. The other thing she talks about is like peanut butter, and you know. She makes a lot of broad statements and I understand she's providing suggestions for people who maybe can't go to see a professional and so maybe mm-hmm. try cutting these out. But I, it, what it leads to is saying things like energy drinks lead to breakouts and that's right, not, right. not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm glad I asked that because I'm I always see that too. and I feel bad when I drink my Alani new, but it really doesn't make me break out, break out. If anything, sometimes I need that to kick my ass into gear to get a workout in. For sure. And honestly, if you are breaking out, it's less about um, if you think your acne is breakout related, it's less about things like energy drinks and more about not getting the correct um, balance of vegetables, you know, minerals, ah. things like that. Love that. Thank you for clearing that up. Yes. Um, Number three, the emotional skin. So this is where we talk about stress. So yes, stress does impact your skin. So an increase in stress um, causes you to release the hormone cortisol. And this impacts your entire body. And if you are not releasing that stress of cortisol through physical activity and mental exercise, it will show up in the skin. Mm-hmm. There's something called emotional metabolism. Have you heard of this term before? No, please go on. I'm so excited. My brain is like tingling. I knew you would love this. So sometimes we're in a stressful situation, like say traffic was really stressful. And then we get to our job and then we work the whole day and then traffic was really stressful on our way home and then we make dinner and then we go to bed and at no point did we take time to process that kind of little stressful moment Mm -hmm. okay so what this can lead to over time is um, a sluggish emotional metabolism where we are then unable to handle little things like something Mm -hmm. like you drop your coffee and it spills everywhere and you freak out Mm -hmm. and that's because you did not take time to process the previous small amounts of little stress that you deal with in your everyday life Whoa, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. We do not process things no, like no. at all as people. Yeah. No. And you also need that physical release of the cortisol. So cort- um, this comes to fight or flight. We needed that cortisol so we could run away from predators. And that's how we were releasing that is through that physical activity. When we get into a fight with someone and then we don't go physically release that cortisol, it stays within the body and creates a lot of inflammation on our organs. Yes, it does. And then it leads to a deterioration of something like our digestive system. And then we are seeing acne. Mm-hmm. So we I was about to go to like cancer and you're like, and then acne. I mean, <laughs> I mean I cancer, like, cancer, cancer. I mean, we could talk about cancer because that is um, some sort of inflammatory, a repeated inflammatory trigger. And that's why like if you have like a lot of Diet Coke given to rats and then they get cancer, it's because it's a, a repeated inflammatory trigger given to them. So, um, so when we're under stress, either chronic or acute, this also impacts our oil production as well. Again, creating inflammation in the pore. So 
Finally, our last one is the picker. And this is the self-induced acne person. This is the person who feels a small little bump on their skin and picks and picks and picks and creates a full-blown acne infection. They create an infection in their skin. Been there. Yeah. (laughs) We (laughs) We all have. We all have. Just know that skin is not a flat, smooth surface. Skin is three dimensional. Skin has texture. Skin has divots. Skin has mountains and peaks and valleys. And you're going to find little bumps on your skin because your skin is part of your immune system. So a lot of times the body is pushing something out from the body through your skin. You may just have little bumps on your skin that'll always be there. You, It does not mean that you need to pick it off. It does not mean that everything needs to come out of the skin. It does not mean you need to strip the skin or self-injure you. So that is someone could just have a normal little white bump or a white head on their skin that then they turn into a huge wound. So all of these conditions, stress, hormone changes, diet, and picking are all creating inflammation, which is the key word here. Skin at its core function is part of our immune system and its job is to protect us. And when it is inflamed, this impacts our entire immune system. So the example I use of this is um, getting a flu from being stressed. I used to get strep after every exam week in college, like twice a year, I would get strep after exam week. And that's because I was so stressed, my immune system was down. So with that keyword inflammation, that tells you why adult acne is so complicated and how it's not just a topical thing that we can treat. I also feel that skin is also giving you um, almost a warning that maybe something isn't right inside the body if it's coming out from the skin. So for example, I just left an apartment where I was living in toxic mold Mm -hmm. for three years and my skin where I, as like I was making excuse after excuse for myself of why I was feeling this way, why I was so tired, why I couldn't leave the house, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to work on myself one way or another, but it was all coming out through my skin Mm -hmm. in the form of rashes. And like that now as an adult, I realize when that happens, that means something's wrong, but that's another way that way, if you're seeing like skin inflammation or rashes, maybe it's telling you something deeper is going on inside. A hundred percent. And that comes back to the skin being part of the immune system. So the functions of the skin, one of them is excretion. And so we tend to think of excretion at, well, I do, but you may think of this as like sweating, you know, in certain areas that you sweat to remove waste. Well, all of your skin is removing waste through your pores. That's the, you know, one of the outs uh, that your body has, one of the exits. And so your body will take things like mold or um, inflammation or things like that and try and remove it through the skin. And so you may see things like um, mold or a lot of times people, a good example of this is rosacea getting flared up by your diet or what you're exposed to. That's your body trying to get rid of that stuff. And one Mm -hmm. of the exits it has is through the skin. So Ah. your skin is a reflection of what's going on internally. And that's why adult acne is so complicated and hard to treat because you have to be really honest with yourself about maybe how well you're taking care of yourself and, Mm -hmm. and then also what you need to do to take better care of yourself. And so many people like, uh, the Dallas esthetician is like, just cut out, you know, Red Bull and use skincare. But a lot of times it's a lot deeper than that as well, especially if you're not processing your emotions. 
That's Mm -hmm. a big one. Emotional skin is a big one. I developed random, I don't know if you remember this last year, I developed like random rash on my face and they called it nondescript dermatitis, which basically- I remember that. You were stressed at that time too. I was very, very stressed. I was very stressed in my life and I developed dermatitis. It was on my eyelids and it was around my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I remember that and I didn't want to say it because you were in a really bad place. And sometimes, you know, I don't want to give you advice when you're in a bad place, but I remember Remember, like seeing your skin and be like, this is why, yeah. this is why this, this stress is doing this to you, Kelsey. <laughs> 100%. Nondescript dermatitis is basically dermatitis that they don't know what the cause is. And dermatitis is just generic for inflamed skin. Basically mm-hmm. it's your dermis and itis is inflammation. So it was, it, I a hundred percent believe that was all stress caused and stress induced. I was in a very stressful time at that point. Um, and so it, especially with it being around my eyes, I feel like I stressed more about, yeah, (laughs) the whole journey, that was a whole cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was when I had to kind of really take a step back and, you know, take care of my skin, but take care of myself as well. And yeah, take care of your whole life. You know, you yeah. got to evaluate then like what's causing this stress and it might not be as simple as take dairy out. Like you're saying, it's mm-hmm. like, maybe you have to, um, build a whole new life for yourself that you can't escape from. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to move out of the apartment with mold in it you know exactly <laughs> sometimes they're real big things you got to do to get this acne gone queen like <laughs> buy a new house I don't know <laughs> yeah. so and also one thing I want to talk about uh the causes um it's very rarely just one of these as well too right hormone changes I mean as women there's not a lot we can do to mitigate our the you know, changes that we go through. Um, but a lot of times it's a combination of all of these or just some of them, but it's very rarely just one cause is the cause of our acne. Um, in part two, we're going to talk about how to treat acne skin, what not to do for your acne skin and when to seek out maybe professional help and treatments. So stay tuned for part two. I hope you learned something. I hope you had an aha moment like Lauren did about. I totally did. I had many. (laughs) Um, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you're listening to us, leave us a five-star review and share us with a friend. You can check out our website at beauty guides or www.beautyguidespodcast.com. And finally, I am going to have some product recommendations specifically uh, from this episode and next episode on our Shop My Shelf. So that is pro.shopmyshelf.us slash beautyguidespodcast. Uh, thanks so much. And check us in uh, part two of Adult Acne. Bye. Bye.